This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this is a special edition where we talk about how to take home what has been happening in the event that we've just been at. Now, normally the podcast is a format of me doing an opening, really specific equipping thing, like how to explain the wrath of God to kids or preparing kids to flourish in a non-Christian world. And then the second section is a question from the audience. And then we do a wild card section that can be anything from an overview of books you don't have time to read to an interview with a specialist about helping children with autism find their connection with God. We then finish with an interesting question to start a spirit conversation with your kid, you can listen to the other episodes on the Parenting for Faith podcast for all of that content. But this is a special quick little additional episode about heading home from an event or conference. If you're listening to this, then you have probably recently returned from an exhausting, exhilarating, fantastic event. You are probably chest deep in dirty clothes, and if you're anything like me, still surrounded by piles of stuff. Your kids probably had a great time, which is one of the reasons of bringing them, you know, to have a great time and to connect with God in powerful ways. But how do we as parents keep the spiritual momentum going when we come home off the fantastic mountaintop experience? I would suggest there's three different ways we can sort of start doing this. The the first thing is capture their experience. The second thing is to empower them to bring it back. And the third thing is to help them deal with the collision of coming back into normal church. The first thing let's talk about, capture their experience. So much happens with our children at these events that they can forget it quite easily because there's so much in one day from the games to the many different talks to what they did and what they created and what they talked about in their small groups. There's so many different aspects of their experience and it can drip out of their brains. And yet all of these experiences are so foundational spiritually. And when we help them capture those memories, we can help them write it down. We can video them talking about it. We can just listen to them and then email it to ourselves so that we can remind them of it later. These stories and memories are valuable ones to keep bringing back to them when things get tough. We can ask them questions to get them talking. Forming memories is about recalling memories over and over. It builds better pathways of memory the more you bring them to the fore to remember them. So the more you can help our children recall what happened and tell the stories, the more it will become part of their active recollections. It'll be part of how their brain draws on memories when they think, who is God? The more we can get them to remind them of these stories, the more when they ask, who is God? They can pull these memories back out because we formed those strong pathways in their brains. So ask them questions to pull out those bits of memories that they are already fading. Questions like, what's the most surprising thing you learned about God? Or, What's a special, the most special moment or a special moment that you and God had together? What was the most interesting thing you saw that happened to somebody else? If you could be like one of the adults on site, who would it be and why? 
teach me one thing you learned in your group about God that changed the way you saw God or that was really important? What was the most frustrating thing about God or groups? If you could be like one of the adults on site, who would it be and why? All of these questions just help them review in their memories what happened and they can pull it out and they can talk about it and add words to it and it forges those memories. When we help them dig out those memories, we can then establish them as something for now and for the future. So when they say God isn't real, you can say, I understand. I sometimes think that for a second. And then I remember this truth from the Bible or experience that happened to me. Do you remember this event? I remember you telling me about this. And you can pull it out and remind them of the truth that they've told you. The second thing is to empower them to bring it back. Your journey as a person, as a parent, your life journey, and your experience of how you do life with God is the best gift you can give to your kids. Parents get to show children what an ordinary, everyday life with God looks like. It's not perfect (laughs) or pretty, but it's real. And that's what our kids need. As we look at empowering our children to bring back what they have learned and experienced, one of the best things you can do is create windows into how you are doing that. Whether it's talking about the main talks and how it changed you, or telling stories of what God did as you chatted together, or simply buying the book and reading it because the speaker was really good and you wanted to learn more. Let your kids see how you are trying to take home your experience and learning and talk about with them what you're trying Surf the waves of whatever is coming out of the event. God is doing stuff in the lives of our children. And we as parents can surf those waves and help our children take the next steps in their journey with God. Take a moment to notice what they're excited about and create space for them to step into it at home. If they're singing the worship song over and over and over again, buy those tracks and play it in your home. Give them permission to listen to it for extra minutes at nighttime or play it in the car. If they're coming out of these events passionate about mission or serving, encourage them to do it and tell them you will help with whatever they need or help them think about how to serve within the church. If there are patterns of engagement like prayer or questions that worked within your kid's group, ask your child to teach them to you. Whatever it is, it's really important that it's child-led because this is about their relationship with God. It's not our plan for their religious journey. This is their relationship with God. And whatever wave they're surfing coming out of this experience, we can create space for it to ride. Now, this wave may be short. They may listen to the worship music for two weeks and then stop. Or the wave may be so long that you're desperate for it to stop. The wave lasts as long as it lasts. But while it's happening, it is forming their hearts and minds and laying foundations for their now and future. When it stops, is okay. Then we just look for the next wave. But while it's riding, ask yourself and your kid, how can I create space for you and God to do this together? And the last thing I would suggest you consider is how to deal with the church collision. We all know this feeling. We come back from this great experience and crash back into Sunday as usual, and we feel the discrepancy. How do we help our kids deal with the fact that Sunday church is rarely like these fantastic events we go to? 
the first thing I would suggest in dealing with church collision is, is let them compare and contrast. It's okay. You know, we're not afraid of criticism. The church can bear it. Their, their experience of this allows them to articulate better their views of church. And that is great. Share your thoughts too and how you sometimes struggle with coming back into a church environment when you've been at this and, and how you cope with it. Talk about the wonderful things that you had and what you wish church was and how the event was different because of all these reasons and how church is embedded in your week. Let your brains explore together. You don't have to have a right answer, but the very fact of talking about it together is very, very powerful. You might want to talk through how everyone in the Bible, well, not everyone, but many people in the Bible had to figure this out too. You know, Moses came down from this great experience with God on this mountaintop to a community. He was choosing really different things and he lost it. The brand new church in the New Testament had great experiences of healing and miracles and wonderful communities. But as they scattered back to their homes and new areas, they struggled to find their new pattern. And that's why a lot of the letters were written of, of, of Paul and others coaching churches and, and how to do this. These great experiences of togetherness, these events, give us wonderful experiences and ways of connecting with God and learning. And we, like everyone else, have to figure out how we want to take it back into normal life. And lots of that is in our personal lives. Sometimes our kids look at the church and think, oh, the church has to change in order for me to have these experiences. But actually, we don't have to wait for the church to change. We can change. Explore with your kid what bits of the events you can integrate into your home lives first, in your personal lives. And kids often attach to specific activities to replicate. So they begin to think, we played games. I want to play games at church. Or at this event, we sang this song. I want to sing this song at church. And on one hand, we can help them make those suggestions to church. We can say, go for it. You know, make that suggestion. Integrate it. You go. But the greater thing we can do is help them see what's underneath it. You know, Ask them the question, what did playing games in your group make you feel? How did that worship song help you connect with God? And then the conversation can move to church is a great place to feel light and connected to other people. Games helped us do that at camp. What can help us feel light and connected to other people at church? Or that worship songs helps me worship because it's focused on who God is and it's truth I need to hear and say a lot. How can we have that song more in our lives? But what other songs are like that too? This helps our kids to not just long for a replication of the event, but to see how the fruit of the event can continue on in our churches and homes. I'm so glad you had a fab time at your event. You already did a great thing by giving your kids and teens this fab experience. You are the expert in your kids. You know how they work. As you help them capture their experiences over this time, empower them to bring it back into their lives and surf the waves of what God was doing and help them deal with landing in church positively, trust your instincts. God will guide you as you all settle back in, grateful for what you all encountered together. If you want to explore more about Parenting for Faith, check out the website for our free Parenting for Faith course, free access to over 200 videos and articles and links to books that may help you take your next step. There's also the podcast uh, that you can link into too. But thank you for listening. And I will be praying for you as you go out and you can see great things happen within your family and your children. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. 
a new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.